Hi everyone, you're listening to Humanize Your Workplace with Alyssa Carpenter, where we chat about all things, well, human. On each of these bite-sized episodes, I'll give you something new to try to become more self-aware, help you build better work relationships, or just try to get you through a sticky work situation. It all starts with an open mind and a conversation. On this week's episode of Humanize Your Workplace, we're joined by Casey Haston. Casey is a director of recruiting and coaching with VIP, podcast host of the We Are VIP podcast and the Networking Ninja. After being in the accounting world for over 20 years, she made the leap to recruiting those with similar backgrounds. It is her goal to help others find their career passion using all the skills and networking outlets she has gathered. Casey is an avid reader and consumer of knowledge and most of our conversations will start with, I just read a book or I just listened to a podcast. Outside of work, she is a long distance cyclist and completed a huge milestone when she completed the Hotter and Hell Century Ride. She has one son, Garrett, who is proudly serving his country in the US Air Force. Thanks so much for joining us, Casey. Thank you for having me, Alyssa. I always love to chat with you. This is so exciting. I I, I'd love to know if you can share a little bit with our audience just about your career and what you're currently working on. So how far back do you want me? You know what? I'm going to go back to my first career real quick, just because I think it's so important that people understand. And it's just such a part of my journey. So believe it or not, I can't remember if I told you this or not. Recruiting was not my first career. Yes. So I was in accounting for 20 years. You're like, I'm a recovering accountant as my husband's a CPA. And I'm like, I don't understand what you do. (laughs) I am. I'm not a CPA, but I am a recovering accountant. And so I um, made the shift about eight years ago to recruiting. And I'm telling you, life changed at that point. So I started out as an executive recruiter and cut my teeth at one of the big national firms. Well, world firms, actually. Um, Did great there, became a top producer. But something was missing, you know. And so I ended up making a switch to a very small recruiting company. And here's why I love it. They are so nimble. Like if I tried to affect any change at the national company that I was at, you couldn't. There was so much red tape and you had so many layers to even get to the decision maker, right? Now I walk around the corner and walk right into his office. And so it's amazing. And the reason I say that that's so amazing is so I'm the director of recruiting with VIP and but that's just a very small part of what I do these days. Um, one of my harebrained ideas that I had was, you know, I meet so many interesting people. And so, and I wanted to share these people. I could tell you, like, I can tell people what you shared with me, but you can tell it so much better, which is why I'm having you come on the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to share the information that I was getting from all these amazing people with everybody. I love to talk and I love to connect people, right? And so I went to my partners and I said, you know what? I'm going to start a podcast. And I said, and I just want to let you know, I'm not going to do anything to embarrass you. I know I'm a reflection of the company. (laughs) So, but I just wanted to give you the heads up. I'm going to start a podcast. And if you don't want me to do a podcast, we probably need to have a different conversation. Um, Because, you know, I'm going to do the podcast. They're like, no, 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 no. We want you to do the podcast. In fact, we'll support you. We'll pay for it. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Huge, huge, huge. Because now I get to record the podcast in a professional studio and I have a producer. I have a marketing team that's behind me. And it's just amazing the support that they give me. And then I had another harebrained idea (laughs) because 
I was listening to my clients and they kept asking me, Casey, who do you know? Because, you know, I build really tight relationships with my clients that I'm looking for their talent, right? Right. Because I got to know them, you know? And if I don't like you, I'm not going to source for you. I'm not going to find exactly. talent. I'm not, I'm not going to make somebody hate their life because I get them into a bad job. Um, so anyway, we were, we were talking and um, I was listening to my clients and they kept having these needs come up. And so I thought, I can fit that need because they're like, who do you know that can help my team through this? Who do you know? And they're talking about coaches is what they're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. They need coaches. And so, again, I went to my managing partner and I was like, I think I'm going to go to coaching school. And he's like, why? And I was like, well, for these reasons. And he's like, and he he's very, he likes to really chew on things before he says, yes, that's a good idea or no, it's not. Mm -hmm. So a couple of days go by and he came back to me and he goes, that's probably a good idea. I said, okay. So I went and did my research and I signed up with um, one of the number one schools under the International Coaching Federation. Very proud to be an alumni of this organization. It's called IPEC. And um, just recently finished my schooling. And it was a year ago this month that I had that conversation with my managing partner. So Whoa. I'm just, I've submitted my final evaluation and I'm waiting on my certification. And then next year, I'm rolling out a whole new vertical with VIP on executive coaching. Wow. There's so many things that I want to unpack of what you said because <laughs> it's just incredible. And while it seems like obvious that people should support their, you know, their employees and, and provide this space, it just doesn't happen. And I've been part of so many organizations and even working as a consultant with so many organizations where it's such a hierarchy where you have to go and talk to six other people. You can't, you know, for you to walk into a CEO's office is, is crazy or to walk into this executive office is crazy and have this, nothing gets done. You know, it's this person said to this person. So to have those relationships, I think is is huge. So people can get to know you and see what you really value. I think that's amazing. Yeah, I have been, I'm not going to say it's luck because I don't believe anything's luck, but I think that I attracted this company because I needed this to grow. And I can tell you, I, you know, my growth over the last eight years has been insane, but the last two and a half years has been exponentially insane. And I love it. It's so much fun. And I'm curious too, even with the podcast and the, I have this crazy idea. I want to do this. What do you think it was in part because of the relationship you have with your supervisor and what you've proven that you were able to do it? Do you think it was a need that they didn't realize they had? Can you unpack that and share that process? Because I know so many of our listeners might have these ideas, you know, and they're not sure how to present it or what to say or what to do to show the benefit for the organization. That Yeah, um, I think so. Let's back up a little bit before the podcast. Um, I had attended a conference. It's called the Smart Fem Summit. Huge supporter of them, mainly because by the time I left, this was April 2019. And I mean, like seared into my brain. This is like the moment where I feel like everything jump started. Um, I went to this conference and I decided, you know what? I need a personal brand. So once again, I went to the managing partner and I said, hey, I'm going to set up my personal brand. I'm not going anywhere. I don't want you to think I'm going anywhere. It's just I, there's so many accounting and finance recruiters mm -hmm. in the space that I'm in, in DFW. And so I needed to se separate myself from the herd, right? right? From the noise of all the other, <clears throat> pardon me, all the other recruiters. And w after I talked to him about it and we, and I, you know, 
definitely relied on them to get some prices for my website and stuff like that. And he was like, yeah, go for it. That's fine. No problem. You know, Mm -hmm. no threatening. They didn't feel threatened at all by what I was doing. And I guess that kind of gave me the confidence to the next time I wanted to do something, just put it out there. But I'll tell you something else, something that really, and I would encourage everyone to live by this motto. My mentor told me, and, and at that summit, she goes, Casey, get your ask in gear. Mm-hmm. And that changed everything for me. And that's huge, I think, for anything. And I know we've talked about that before, because even everybody, to some extent, is in sales. You know, know what you want, who you're trying to reach, because I should be flailing, right, around a little bit. If you don't know what you want and what you're looking for, we can't expect other people to determine that for us. Exactly. And I think that is something that I've been so fortunate over this journey, this transformational journey that I've been taking, that I have found my passion. I have. And I want everybody else to find it because once you find it, life is spectacular. You're not just going through the motions anymore. And I tell everybody all the time, once you find your passion, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. Oh, And then, because in that to me kind of builds on the coaching piece of, of continually proving yourself with the podcast. And now I want to be a coach. I want the company to pay for this. When, when you had that ask, when you put that in gear and really wanted to work towards it, was it, I want to say a promise of a deliverable of doing something for the organization afterwards, but was that part of it or the conversation was more around, I think I want to do this. It will benefit our company, but nothing more formalized at the completion of your training. So interestingly enough, when I first started coaching school, it was never with the intent to launch a vertical within VIP. Mm -hmm. It was just for me because I wanted that. And so VIP did not pay for my coaching school. And if anybody out there has looked into the prices of coaching school, you might as well either do that or get an MBA, right? Right, Exactly. (laughs) So, um, but I think I definitely chose what was right for me. But as I was going through the journey and being trans and personally, I think everybody should go to coaching school, whether you're going to coach or not, it's such a great transformational journey. And as I was going through the journey and I realized the richness and the deepness of what I was learning, that's when I came back and I told, or I had the conversation with the partner. I was like, this, this doesn't need to just be contained to me in a side hustle. This is too big. Mm -hmm. And and I had all my research together on how it improved. I had, you know, the research on which companies were doing it or looking into executive coaching. And I also, I was very fortunate. I went to school with a lady that her company did send her to coaching school, huge publicly traded company. And they sent her to the same coaching school that I went to with the sole intent of her coming back and teaching the coaching model to the entire company. Wow. Isn't that cool? Don't you want to work for that company? I know it's so cool. (laughs) I'm I'm just so intrigued by it because I think it, you know, you went into the program thinking one thing, and this is what I want to do for myself and just being so open-minded of let's see what can happen and how can I integrate it. I think it's a huge lesson that we all can learn, right? In terms of being open to, to different things that are happening, especially change and where they can really find ourselves at the end. And, and I think that what you just said is so important. Um, you know, when you have the right mindset and you are just believing, you have to have that mindset that you have to believe things are going to work out for you, right? Mm-hmm. I, I know that that's like a Pollyanna kind of attitude, but it works. And then you start seeing opportunities everywhere and then having that flexibility to pivot and to move in different directions easily definitely helps as well. 
And then I want to talk more about, because you mentioned not necessarily working with people who don't have the same values. You're not just going to place anybody, which I think is so valuable because as I'm working with just different clients and we're talking more about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and there's open spaces, a lot of companies are just looking for bodies um, sometimes at this point and just hiring people. I'm curious what your process is and how you have those conversations to really help people think more deeply and intently about who they're trying to hire and why they're trying to hire them and, and what they're looking for. So I definitely have multiple conversations with my hiring managers and I like to have conversations with members of their team because I want to get the different perspectives of the culture. And so whenever you're working with a candidate, I think it's so important. So the first thing I ask them is other than salary, other than location, what's going to make you happy to get up and go to work tomorrow? And that opens up a whole conversation about what they're really looking for. And then as I'm talking to clients, so client A may not be the perfect fit for them. Not that client A is bad. Mm -hmm. It's just not the culture they're looking for where client B may be the perfect fit for them. So I'm not trying to match just the skills. I'm also trying to match the personalities and the culture, you know, wants as well. And so that's why when I first engage with a new client, I'm like, we're going to have lots of conversations. They're going to be in depth. I'm going to ask you questions that might make you a little uncomfortable, but here's why, because I want to get to the root of what their culture looks like. And I think that's even a great question to ask in an interview when you're bringing somebody in, because that goes back to, I think, what we were talking about before. If it makes you excited that there are professional development opportunities, if you have a supportive boss and a culture, by asking that question, you might be able to glean that information from a prospective applicant to see if they'd be really good for your company. Absolutely. And I'll tell you another thing that I do and I offer to my clients. So when I'm hiring internally, I have an assessment that I use that I love. And I'm, I'm an assessment junkie and I've gone through several, but this one is the one that I found works the best for me for hiring internally. Um, and what it does, and, and I'll tell you why it's so powerful for me. Um, when I took the assessment, because I was, I was testing all these different assessments, um, you know, mine came back and it tells you what you're internally wired to do. And this doesn't change. This is who mm-hmm. you are at the core. And me, I'm a big, big picture person. Don't bother me with the details. Don't bother me with, you know, I have these big ideas. Like, thank God I have my managing partner here to balance me because like I throw stuff out all the time. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop. <laughs> Back it up. So um, fortunately, a couple of those ideas stuck, like the podcast and the coaching and stuff like that. But but he's really good about balancing me because, I mean, I will have 100 ideas in the morning, right? And then I'm like, I'm going to do it all. And so I need somebody to lock me down. But when you look at so it measures like your, your how and your why and your routine. Man, less than 5% on all of those. I don't want to know why. I don't want to know how. I just want to do it. And I certainly don't want to do the same thing every day, right? Right. Can you imagine me doing accounting for 20 years? No, I mean, I, no, <laughs> I'm just like trying to grapple my head around. I struggle with that a lot too. There's a lot of people who really enjoy to do the same thing for a long time. And I'm like, how, yes. why, what? And there's nothing wrong with it. I just no. want to know, like, I want to know more about that drive. Yeah. And so it's definitely comes down to how we're wired. There mm-hmm. are people that all they want to do is go to their office, tick and tie those financials, keep their head down, not talk to anybody. And that's fine. That's who they are. Me, if you took away my conversations, I, I would, I would probably just die. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. 
<laughs> I got to talk to people. Which assessment was that one? It's called, it's by iWorkZone. Okay. It's called the Talent Selfie. Interesting. Okay. I'm also a, a assessment junkie. And that one I haven't heard of. I'm going to have to look that up. Thank so you. Jeff Yates is actually in the hub with us, the networking hub. Oh, nice. And he I, is one of the owners of that one. And it's based on like, I, I think he's at 25 years of research. It's really, if you go to my website, caseyhaston.com, you can take it for free there. Oh, that's awesome. What a cool, and it's interesting because there's so many different assessments out there, but I like the, the concept behind this one and how you've, you've molded it to think differently. I think oftentimes we gravitate towards people who think and who act and experience life similar to us, but mm -hmm. thinking about even how you've looked at your career, I think it's something for everybody to keep in mind to surround yourself with people who challenge you and you knowing, okay, I'm this big picture person. I need somebody who's going to balance me out and say this idea might stick, this one might not, but let's think through this in the granular details. So that I think is so important to help you then get to, okay, it's the podcast that I think it'll work. Or it's the coaching that I think it'll work. And that's, especially now, I think it's something we all need is to find good partners that can help challenge us or, or reel us in when we're kind of out there a little bit. Exactly. And I will also say that my, um, my boyfriend, my, I call him my forever man, he is also that personality. Like when you look at our, we both took the assessment and we had Jeff kind of decode it for us. He's like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like extreme opposites, you know, but that's good because, yeah. you know, I am in the spotlight all the time where Steve, he, he doesn't want to be in the spotlight. He's very linear, um, very, you know, very analytical and I mean, a super smart guy, no doubt about it. It's just what he wants is different from what, what I want, but he's so happy to support me to get me to where I want to go. And that's huge. And my husband and I, it's funny. It's a similar relationship in terms of he sees it as A gets to B gets to C. I'm like, well, maybe there's a yeah. Z in there and you can zigzag <laughs> over here. And But those are people in the workplace that I work really well with. I don't want to listen to myself talk consistently. Like finding people who will challenge, I think, is is just so crucial or we won't grow at all. And I love what you said earlier about finding those people that challenge you, because I think that was another thing that I did um, in my journey was I really started up leveling my tribe mm -hmm. and finding those, like, especially with the women, finding those women that I wanted to be like so that I could start kind of trying on what they were doing for size. And I, that has helped me exponentially. And how, that's so interesting. How can somebody do that and think of, okay, this is where I might see myself in a few years, or this is where I might want to go. What does that process look like? Um, so I guess what I did was what really kind of got me started on that is I actually met a lady that was willing to kind of mentor me and help me grow. And I mean, she was, she's just amazing. She's, you know, a city councilwoman. She, um, she, she also has a full-time job still and, but everything she does was towards personal growth, um, networking. And so I really learned, I guess, my networking skills from her. And once I started networking, that's when I started meeting the, um, the other ladies and even men, but ma mainly ladies that were going to help me up-level my tribe. Like, you know, one of the ladies that is mentoring me right now, she's also a graduate of the school that I went to, which we found out later. It was crazy. That's funny. Yeah, with so many of them out there, right? But she also has her own TV network. And so huh. I'm like, 
how'd you do that? And so I'm just like looking at her story and I don't want to own a TV network, but there's pieces of what she's doing that I can take and use as my own, not recreate the will, right? Yep. Oh, I feel like so many light bulbs going off. And I mean, we're when such in a habit again, just seeing clients too of we reinvent the wheel all the time. We don't see what's out there. We don't see what's going on in the department next to us or the people next to us. And it's having those conversations to see what's going on, what's happening, what can I use that's already there and then tweak it mm -hmm. to make it make sense for what I need or what my company or team needs. Exactly, exactly. And so that's what I'm trying to do is just see what's working for other women and other people and just taking on those pieces that make sense for me. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> Seriously, thank you so much, Casey. It was just awesome hearing all of your advice and your experience and how you've really shaken things up within your company and, and found your path. How can our audience get in touch with you if they want to reach out to you? So I am super visible on LinkedIn. That's probably the best place I kind of live there. And it's just if you go to Casey Haston, I'm sure I'll pop up. Um, you can also go to our website, wearevip.com. And there you'll find the landing page for our podcast as well. So I'd love for you to listen and give me some feedback. Oh, thank you again. I really appreciate it. And to our audience, if you have any questions that you want to be addressed in a future episode, you can just reach out to me on LinkedIn at Alyssa Carpenter. Until next time. Thanks again for listening. But did you know that you can leave me a voice message to answer any questions on an upcoming episode? Just go into the show notes and the link will be there at the bottom for you to send me that message. Have a great day.